Hey friends, it's Jill McFadden here. If you're in Baltimore, I don't know if this happened where you are, but this morning at our house there were definite snow flurries, which is seemed pretty weird considering it was sunny and almost 70 earlier this week. Um, but seemed kind of fitting for Good Friday since the weather was even weirder on that first Good Friday. It says from 12 to 3, there was total darkness as Jesus was on the cross. Today is Good Friday. We're finally here. If you worship with us at St. Mo's, ever since the beginning of January, we've been in the book of Mark, traveling with Jesus, unpacking um, moments of his life and his teaching. And that all leads us up to this weekend, really, the climax. Jesus on the cross. All along, he's been hinting at and illustrating with words and often very dramatic actions who he is. He's the Messiah. He's the rescuer. He is one with the Father, God's very Son. And today, he will really show himself that he is the God who steps into the world's messiness and takes it on himself. He is the human who, though he has lived his entire life perfectly in tune with the will of the Father, lays his life down and takes on the punishment that we deserve anyway. But ironically, this big reveal of his identity proves to be a stumbling block for some, a disappointment to many, many who are hoping and truly believing that he was the one that they were thought that their hopes had been misplaced. Because surely, surely the accomplishment of everything he seemed to be setting out to do was not going to be him dying, right? And I think they missed it, uh, at least at first, because glory and rescue and love even are so counterintuitive, so different in God's economy than in ours. Um, For God, his glory was hanging on a cross. Glory and rescue and true love are always characterized by self-giving and service and sacrifice. So to rescue the world, this this God-man who had from eternity past been united in triune loving relationships of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he hung alone on a cross. And to call us his beloved son or daughter in whom the Father is well pleased, to call us that, he took on the shame of our sin and our rebellion. So that the only son who never rebelled was the one on the cross crying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? To love us and to rescue us and to do all those things that through the entire book he was hinting at and pointing to, he drank a cup of suffering um, that was very great. In fact, there's no suffering on earth with which the Son of Man is unfamiliar. And in his suffering, surprisingly, mysteriously, victory was born. And in his very death, a new and bigger life. So I don't know what your burdens are today. I can probably guess at some of them. Um, Maybe you have prayers that are not answered. Jesus did too. He cried out in a garden the night that he was betrayed. Father, 
if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. And it didn't. Maybe there's great sadness or anguish or disappointment in your life. Maybe, um, maybe shame. What are you ashamed of? Jesus took that on. And he was humiliated and beaten and shamed so that we could be free of it, of the nagging shames in our lives. Maybe you're lonely. I think there's a dimension in which we can all answer yes to that right now as we are isolated from each other to those outside our our houses. And he was lonely too and not six feet apart from each other, social distancing, um, kind of lonely, which I I think is very real (laughs) loneliness. But he was also betrayed by his good friends. His other friends ran away from him when he needed them most. One of his best friends, Peter, denied him three times in one night, pretended like he didn't even know him. And then on the cross, he even cried out that he felt forsaken by his father. He was utterly alone so that we would never have to be alone. Never. So the cross shows us what God is like and the lengths that he will go to to be with us and to be able to love his world and make it again what he made it to be. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And I pray that that son is a comfort for you today. And his shame and his loneliness and his isolation and his agony be mysteriously and counterintuitively maybe um, be a balm and a hope to you. He is with us because he was alone. He is now with us. He's bought us back and he's inviting us into relationship with him and to open ourselves to his presence, even tonight, even now.